Uh, the Coles are coming over to our house for a Bible study. Yeah. This is kind of artificial, we know, because we're doing this in front of all of you. We, we hope you understand that it operates a little differently when it's just four or five, six people. By the way, uh, the class that, Jeannie, you're in that class, right? The one on Wednesday night? The women's class on Wednesday night uses uh, this approach. So with that, Kate, I'm going to turn it over to you. You're our leader. Yeah, can you get, okay, it's on. It wasn't on earlier. Um, I just want to say a few things before we jump into the living room Bible study here. Um, I hope that last week and I hope that this week you kind of leave feeling like duh. And I know that's weird to start off by saying that, but what I've been taught and what I, if I have anything to offer is I hope that everything that I do um, here with my college students that I'm discipling is simple, relational, and repeatable. That's kind of a motto that I live by. Like simple, so simple, I could write it down on a napkin for somebody if I was having lunch with them. Relational, obviously everything we do has to be relational and repeatable. So if, I can only, if, if I'm the only one that can do this, then it kind of gets lost right here. Mm. Like this is as good and as far as it could ever go. Like if Michael can't do this, then there's no point in doing it because I want him to go with his circles of influence, his friends, and start doing this. And so um, I just really try to live by that motto. I really like what Rick said this morning whenever he was talking, um, kind of that four-step process of discipleship, really. I just I hope that right now that you guys will just watch me, you'll watch us do this, and then hopefully we will move into a time where um, you guys help me you know, if I'm having this Bible study for real, if Michael's coming over to my house every week and we're studying through the book of Matthew, like one week I'm going to ask him to start us off, to welcome people. He may not do the whole Bible study, but he might start us off and just do a welcome. He might serve coffee, do a welcome, and then the next week he's going to do the Bible study, but I'll do the welcome. That's the time where I'm kind of helping him. And then hopefully we'll get to a point to where I'm just watching him do his thing and he knows completely how to do it. So I know that sounds really, really simple and it's supposed to be. This Mm -hmm. is stuff you all know intuitively, but it's just kind of that that Jesus model of living life, taking people alongside you and simply passing down the line what God has already taught you, what other people have already taught you. I always think about like my grandfather keep, like teaching me carpentry. At first I was watching him chop saw boards and then he was like, hey, this is how you do it. He let me cut my first board and then by the end he was back there drinking his coffee and I was doing all the deck building, if that makes sense. And so that's what we want this to be, kind of a very, very simple process where you kind of learn and watch and then you feel really com- like completely empowered to help and do if that makes sense so okay so we'll jump into the living room here so how are you guys doing good we're good good, good. welcome welcome to the richards household we're glad <laughs> you are here um so what do you guys have to be thankful for this week anything great happen or just good you want to be thankful for um I'm thankful. Um, I'm thankful that my dad's um, heart cath test turned out really well. Uh, he's having some weird reactions to it, but he's always doing stuff like that. But uh, there's some optimism in all of it, and and I'm just thankful for the day, the way that that day went. Yeah, mm-hmm. among other things. That's good. Thank you for sharing, Chris. Yeah. Uh, 
It's really hard to be on the spot up here to do this. Um, <clears throat> I would say I'm thankful that the past week was a little less stressful than most mm-hmm. weeks are. Yeah, yeah. Any reason for that, Michael? Uh, just a little bit slower, not as many sick people to take care of. That's great. Good. That's really this good. time of the year. Yeah, a little bit better. Not flu good. season anymore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, graduations are over yeah. successfully. Yeah. Um, things have pretty good at the coal house right now. Flowers are all changed out. And yeah. All of that. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. 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 For me, I'm I'm just really thankful. Um, just really reminded that you know I need to be spending more time with people in my house and just personally and. Um, I had some college students over just to watch a movie a couple nights ago, and that was great, you know, and uh, took a trip with a few of the guys in our ministry down to Dallas to play a ridiculous sport called spike ball. If you want to know more about that, I'll tell you guys later. Um, but it was just great just to spend time with people, and uh, I'm just really, really, really thankful for uh, kind of ebbs and flows like you're talking about, Michael, in my schedule, like came out of a busy season and now I'm getting to relax and spend a little bit of time doing some leisure stuff so what about stressors do you guys have anything uh, maybe this week that was stressful that we could uh, be praying for you Um, anything that's kind of stressing you out I was trying to make my schedule fit around Jeannie's uh, uh, schedule having to go to so many graduations last week Mm. yeah we got a millage vote coming up that's kind of Kind of playing with me right now. You have a what coming up? A millage election coming oh, okay. up for the school district. Yeah. So that's got me kind of on pins and needles right yeah. now. Chris, do you have anything? No. No? Nothing stressful? <laughs> You're just a rock, <laughs> dude. I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, we'll definitely be praying for that. I think for me, nothing too stressful. I'm um, taking a trip. I'm going to be gone for three weeks here in about three weeks, if that makes sense. And just trying to get everything prepared. It's not really stressful, just kind of in the back of my mind, you know, trying to get all my ducks in a row so that I can. That's, really your, be. that's your trip to Thailand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate you remembering that. Yeah. Yeah, it's Thailand. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's read uh, God's Word together. Tonight we're going to do um, the end of Matthew. We're going to look at Matthew 28. And we're going to be reading verses 16 through the end of the the book, really. So it's not many verses, but um, Matthew 28, 16 through uh, 20. You guys all there? Uh, Would someone mind volunteering and reading for us tonight? Sure, I'll read this. uh, Verses 16 through 20 of Matthew 28. The eleven disciples traveled to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. Then Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. I really appreciate it, Michael. Uh, would someone else maybe like to read this same section again? Uh, but whenever they read, the rest of us will just close our Bibles. That way we can listen and just kind of pay okay. attention that way. I'll, I'll read. Thank you, Chris. Uh, this is from the English Standard Version. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. 
And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Hmm. Thank you so much, Chris. Um, Now, would someone like to kind of, just in your own words, describe what's happening and what's being said in this story? And if that's stressful for you, I get it. Um, But we'll help fill in kind of as a group. If you forget something, we can help fill in. But would someone volunteer maybe to kind of tell that story or that passage in their own words? Okay, so... Jesus appears to his disciples after his resurrection, and Mm -hmm. he says, I want you to be disciple makers among all people, and do, you teach them what I've taught you, and I'll I'll always be there. Okay. Yeah. And that kind of sounds exactly like the text, but the text is that (laughs) simple. It's that straightforward. Yeah. You know. It's almost a summary of what may have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like a sending out. Okay. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. So you would just add that he's just send. It's kind of a send out. It's kind of last yeah. you guys go do. Like the last thing that we do in worship. Yeah. Michael, would you add anything to that? Some things that you'd fill in possibly? Um, where it says that some doubted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they were doubting. I don't know, but they were worshiping him, and then some doubted. And maybe that's like Thomas, but, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, they couldn't say they were doubting that he was resurrected. Right. They were doubting something, though. Maybe doubting doubting their own ability to uh, go on. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely noticed the only thing that I would add was the worshiping and the doubted and that yeah. there was only 11 of them there. That was interesting, not the 12. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that he was they with s- They see him. Some worship, some doubt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well... Can you do both? I'm sorry. Can you do both? Maybe. I, think that's I hadn't thought question. about that, but that yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah, I, think I mean, when you see a man that you saw crucified... And now he's living. You've got to start questioning a few things, I would think. <laughs> right. you got to, I mean, you don't just accept this, but it's a new category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I really appreciate you kind of kicking us off there, Chris, and, you know, telling it in your own words. And thank you guys for yeah. filling in. Um, what would y'all say, just after reading this for the first time, um, what would you say this teaches us about God? Sounds like Jesus is God if uh, all authority is given to him. Yeah. And, uh, um, and he's going to be with you all the time, no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If this gets us off track and I start chasing a rabbit here, then yeah. we're really going to test your leadership skills. But <laughs> there's something that we just said there, and, and I, I'm reminded of something that came up recently. A friend of mine said that they... Uh, he was talking about their experience with um, people in the Muslim world right now in the year 2018 
who they've lived their entire lives in Muslim countries, but now because of the refugee crisis, hmm. they are coming to Jesus, and many of them will say, "I had a vision of the resurrected Jesus. I saw him. He hmm. spoke to me." Now, and I love the way my friend put it. He said, "I don't have a bucket." to put that in (laughs) in other words in his worldview in his mindset the way he understands he says i don't have a bucket to put that in Mm -hmm. he said but i'm not going to tell them when they're coming to knowledge of jesus that that can't be Mm. and for some reason i thought of that with this worship and doubt Mm -hmm. and i think i'm the doubter when people tell me that there's a vision but then again at the same time if they're if they're worshiping they're coming to i mean if this tells me anything about God, it says God can resurrect the dead. If he can resurrect the dead, what can't he do? Mm. He can do anything he wants. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to send someone a vision, and I mean, it doesn't contradict God's word, yeah. then, then that's his business. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's one of the things I'm getting out of this. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing, Chris. Yeah. yeah that was a good connection. <laughs> From verse, what is that, 16, Jesus gives direction. Yeah. He gave them direction to go to this mountain. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I, I would just add, um, it was kind of crazy. Um, Jesus trusts these 11 dudes, these 11 guys. I think that says something about, uh, you know, Michael, you said if Jesus has the authority, um, all authority, that must put him up there with God in some respect. And uh, I think, it shows that he trusts these 11 men, and that's a pretty big deal. And I think that says something about the type of God that he is. The, the other thing I hear this saying about God and about Christ is that he's never absent. Hmm. That w- there's, there's no deism in this. There's no, there's no belief that God has set us a, a, a set of instructions and then he's checked out, and he's going to come back and evaluate us later. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's saying in all of this, as this simple, repeatable you know, cycle goes mm-hmm. on, he's always there. I'm always there. Right up until the very last moment, mm-hmm. I am always going to be there. Yeah. Anything else that you guys uh, think this maybe uh, teaches us about God? He has expectations. Yeah. That was a great observation, Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what would you say, looking at this, what would that be? To teach other people. Mm-hmm. So he expects people to teach other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Make disciples, he says. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's obviously possible. It's not, he's not giving us some instruction that That's we right. can't mm-hmm. uh, carry out. Mm-hmm. And he says we don't have to do it by ourselves. He's going to be with us. Yeah. Okay, from verse 17, he is worthy of worship. Mm. I wonder how they yeah. worshipped him. I wonder what that form that took. Yeah, just like what it looked like? Yeah, yeah I've never yeah. thought about that. That's great. That's really good. Okay, what, what about, what do you think this teaches us about ourselves, about people, about humans? Well, obviously they can have doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and still be yeah. able to worship even uh, yeah. with that doubt. I guess that makes us kind of fit in that same boat because we can yeah, and I think do that too. I don't have to have all the answers to do what Jesus told me to do. Mm-hmm. I don't have to know everything. I can have some questions. I can have some doubts. 
I can be unsure. I can doubt myself. I can doubt others. I can doubt whether sharing the gospel is going to work. I can doubt whether a Bible study like this will really work. Mm-hmm. But I, it, it doesn't matter. I can still do what God expects me to do. And he's, he's entrusted me as well as any of his disciples. He's entrusted us with this simple way of living where he says, I want you to train others baptize them not in your own name but in my name and teach them hmm. baptize and teach baptize and teach baptize and teach and then they baptize and teach baptize and oh. teach baptize and teach and whenever i'm ever in doubt he's right there hmm. and you only have to teach those things that jesus has taught you it's not like hmm. you have to know everything yeah can't teach something you don't know I mean, right. I but, yeah. but it, i mean it, you know obviously jesus has taught me something surely i can Pass that along to somebody else without having this book memorized. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Sorry. Uh, we see obedience. They went to this mountain that they were directed to go to. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I never caught that. That's good. Yeah, I really like that. I really like that. What, what would you guys say? Um, what does this teach us about other people? So obviously we're sitting here in my living room studying this but what about the people outside of this living room what does it teach us about other people well they're not all disciples hmm. yeah they're in in need of Jesus hmm. and they're not necessarily going to come to me mm-hmm. says I need to go to them mm-hmm. yeah I like that that's what I was thinking Michael honestly like he's commanded me to go to them that's pretty I have to go, but they're out there kind of waiting in a way, if that makes sense. It also says I need to uh, make them disciples of Jesus before I try to teach them everything that uh, he's uh, commanding us today. Hmm. And that kind of gets the focus off of me as a teacher, that it's not about me, it's not about my technique of teaching. Mm -hmm. It's the focus is on the message. Hmm. And right. not on the teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I like that. I like that a lot. Chris, do you have anything to add to that? No, that's good. That, yeah. That's good. So if all of this is true, if we just take this or what it says right here, if this is true, does that change your view of God? Does that change your view of yourself or other people? I think every time I read this, it changes my view or it deepens my view that it, it, it you know, I, <clears throat> I never get tired of hearing my wife say, I love you. Hmm. Um, you know, I know it perhaps. And, uh, you know, and, but it, it's always good. Um, yeah, I can hear that over and over again, but, and, and it's the same way here that that promise when he says, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. and all I've got to do is uh, surrender um, to that. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it, it continually encourages me, yeah, and also challenges me to remember that it's not, you know, I don't, I don't have to accomplish all of this to win his admiration or yeah. win God's approval. He's given me an instruction. I just need to live it out, and he's not going to abandon me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Thank you for that, Chris. Now, I'm not sure I can add anything other mm -hmm. than what Chris said, but uh, you know, I've read this passage and studied this passage so many times it's hard to feel like there's something new in there, but just mm -hmm. reminding me that Jesus is going to be with us and, 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 uh, and making sense of it uh, from the perspective of, yeah, he's telling this to these 11 disciples, but he doesn't mean he's only going to be with them. Mm -hmm. He's going to be with all of us that are uh, uh, seeking to uh, follow his instructions here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just that he is with us. Gene, you have anything to add to that? No, I'm still processing yeah, this. Absolutely. I'm still trying to get up on that mountain and yeah. <laughs> put myself there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think... Uh, I'm similar to you guys, you know, maybe it doesn't change anything view, but it kind of reminds and deepens, and, you know, I, as much as I, um, this is cliche, I mean, I just see that go, like, it's just so emphatic, go, therefore go, Yeah. and man, there's something special about that, that's, uh, just reminds me of, of the heart of who God is and who I am as his disciple. I yeah. should be going. And, um, you know, just like you said, like I don't, it's not to, to earn it possibly. Um, he just he says, if you're my disciple, then this is just something that you're going to do. And so I, I really like that. I will add this. If there's one of the, like the, the, the light bulb that's mm -hmm. come on for me, uh, and I've been reading this text a lot lately, and tonight, hearing it, when Jesus' opening word is, I mean, the first thing he has to say to him is, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Hmm. And I used to always hear that and think, well, that's great. Congratulations, <laughs> Jesus. You know, it's like, man, you deserve that. Mm -hmm. um, or it's kind of one of those um, little worship phrases, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we, oh, authority, you know, great, he's authority. But if I understand this, you know, authority, you know, authority stops us in our tracks in a way. We have to, it, it demands respect. Mm. And worship is a way of showing respect and fear and adoration all combined. Um, uh, you know, that, that authority can can do things, and you have to respond to that authority. Mm -hmm. So when I'm hearing this as well, this instruction, it's authoritative. It comes mm -hmm. with, uh, it comes with the seal that says this is this is the real deal. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, yeah, well, it's like that. That's authority. Yeah. You get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you get out of the way. You pull over. You you halt. You stop. And this is the the what's kind of causing me to pause is yeah all authority in heaven because i can live in a way where i respect every other authority around me and even my own authority and the authority i've you know made for myself or earned and and uh the and i can get caught up in the authority of governments and the authority of all the other powers that i live with but do i actually wake up every day saying how will I live today under the authority of the one who is over all authority mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and I think he shared some of that authority with us uh, because yeah. in verse 19 yeah. where he says baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit yeah. 
something new that I didn't learn tonight, but the newest thing I've learned about this passage. <clears throat> when he says, baptize them in the name of, what does that mean? It's like, it's like I'm a, a, a diplomat or I'm a soldier or, mm-hmm. or I've, I've got a, a, a directive from the ultimate authority mm-hmm. that I can give, give instructions in his name. It's yeah. like stop in the name of the king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not like you're giving the king's name. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing over here. It's, it, it, it means by that authority. <clears throat> you're, you're baptizing them by that authority that mm-hmm. has been, that has come to you through the command of yeah. uh, the ultimate authority. Mm-hmm. He has all authority and says, you can use my name. Yeah. That's pretty special. Jeannie, mm-hmm. anything to add to that? Well, just, you know, for years we went to uh, medical missions and we would baptize a number. How many people did we? Hundreds. Hundreds, mm-hmm. 800s or yeah. something. I don't remember exactly how many. You know, we went down for a week, and it was a pretty fast little studies that we did mm-hmm. with people. Um, and we didn't do a whole lot more than baptize, teach and baptize, mm-hmm. enough that they understood that they were separated from God mm-hmm. and that they, uh, Jesus would take care of them. Mm-hmm. But we, we kind of made it clear to the host congregations, the next part is teaching them to observe, and we kind of gave them that directive, mm-hmm. you know. This is just the beginning of, yeah. their, of their walk with mm-hmm. God, and it's up to you to be teaching them, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. all that they need to yeah. be observing. And to, you know, it's, These are kind of steps in yes. the process. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's a good observation. So let's uh, kind of bring it home a little bit with a, kind of, uh, a couple of concluding statements, I guess. Okay. So we've read it really three times, two readings, then um, Chris told it in his own words. Um, but if this is true, let's make an I will statement. So if this is true, then I will fill in the blank. So uh, what do you guys think? Um, if this is true, I will, whoever wants to go first can. Well, one thing would be I'm going to worship God even on, at, at times when I'm doubting whether if I'm worthy of being in his presence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's still appropriate for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're just going to make some time this week to um, worship, even if you're in the midst of doubt. Yeah, even if there's something that's distracting you from giving it your full attention, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's still appropriate to uh, uh, give him the worship. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have an authority over me that uh, I need to share it with others. Mm. That yeah. is so great and so gracious to me. That is, uh, that is worthy to share with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what would your "I will" statement be, Jenny? If oh, you were kind of convinced, that was my "I will" <laughs> okay. statement. That I will share that. With okay. Others. That's great. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I gotta admit that this verse is is ringing some some bells from my upbringing, mm. and. Uh, there's some evangelistic guilt that plays where, you know, I kind of, I was, I grew up on lessons and sermons and, 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 and teaching that, you know, if you're not out there, you know, baptizing 20 people a week that you're, you know, 
why are you spending your time on anything else? I mean, if this is true, why am I spending my time on anything else? And uh, it's it can and, and I think it can get so wearying mm. that instead of it becoming obedience to Jesus, it becomes my own codependency or my own um, need for approval. And the, and the thing I've just I looked at this again. The amount is not specified. He doesn't say go and make 20 disciples a month. Go and make, you know, five disciples a day. If you make one disciple, the amount is, it's just making disciples. You're just, as you go along the way, as you're making disciples. Now, I think the balance is I can't. I will do that then. I will be in disciple-making mode as I go. That's my I will. Mm-hmm. But I will not, I will not get anxious about, you know. I mean, if I said, I want to be a friendly person, you know, and, and I, I come to you and I say, you know, hey, uh, hey, I, I believe in friendliness. Yeah, I want to be your friend. But if I come up to you and I say, you know what? My name's Chris Benjamin, and my goal is to make 50 <laughs> friends. Do you want to be my friend? It's like, where do I fit in the list? Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, will, I will be in disciple-making mode for Jesus wherever I'm at, but I will not get anxious about the count and the amount and the speed as I go. Another thing that's worth bringing to our attention, um, Jeannie, between Jeannie and me, we've baptized. I don't know if that's the right word. We've, we've been instrumental in the baptism of an incredible number of people, more than we'll ever mm-hmm. know until we get to heaven, I guess. <clears throat> it's rare that as an individual, I was solely responsible for that baptism, even with the Word of God and the Holy Spirit involved. Yeah. But it wasn't just me. There's mm-hmm. almost right. always some other person yeah. uh, that is, is taking a role in that conversion of mm-hmm. someone. Um, and and we need to not yeah. feel too um, guilt ridden right. because because we're not able to do this by ourselves because yeah. it's, it's all it's, under his authority yeah yeah and it's it, it it's yeah. it's a shared it's a shared responsibility I think mm-hmm. yeah I mean if we're if we're all four on the police force if we're all on the police force and we have our orders and we have our duty. I don't at some point break away from that and say, no, I'm going to make sure that I you know, arrest more people than the rest of them or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is or carry out. We're, we're all part of the same collective group under the same authority, and it's the same way with the king. We're, we're all under that authority. Just do your job. Make disciples, whatever that looks like as you go. Baptizing, teaching, baptizing, teaching. And, it, and yeah. Jesus gave this instruction to all 11 of those guys at once. Yeah. He didn't give it to them individually. Right. Hey, you, right. you go there, yeah. you go there. And, right. yeah. and, now, uh, Peter, and you need to be baptizing, yeah. and James, you need to be teaching, because right. you're really good at this, but you're terrible at baptizing. And so, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I, will, I, will disciple, I will be a disciple maker. Yeah, I you think uh, my I will statement will be um, I will spend time each morning praying for ways uh, to make disciples as I go yeah. this week. Yeah. And um, for clarity on that, um, that kind of concludes all steps in the process. You know, sharing with someone who may not know Jesus, uh, starting a spiritual conversation with someone in the supermarket. But it also means taking the things I'm going to be doing. You know, I'm going to be putting some flowers in my flower bed this week. And, 
you know, watching movies probably, you know, I'll be looking for opportunities to use those to make disciples. So um, I really appreciate you sharing that, Chris, because that helped me kind of formulate um, my I will statement. So uh, to kind of wrap it up, who, who in your life needs to hear this? Um, if you're thinking personally, um, who needs to hear what we talked on this, uh, well, not on the stage, I'm sorry, in this living room about... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with uh, Karen as we we've got some traveling coming up and I think we want to keep open to this and I, I'm gonna and I'm gonna share it with my um, son with Ethan as God gives me opportunity because I know he's he's moving into his sophomore year and I'm I'm really encouraged by the opportunity that he has to share the gospel working with you and. Rachel and Sarah and Dylan on the campus over here, and I think he's getting excited about that. So I'm going to be sharing this with them. Yeah. Yeah. I see people every day whose lives are just miserable, Hmm. Um, and that's such a shame because Jesus Hmm. can change that. Uh, I need to keep uh, doing my best to point them to the... uh, Messiah, who has the solution for all those uh, problems. Yeah. I think we all have the opportunity to be kind to people who are having a miserable day, whether it be in Walmart or in a restaurant or whatever, wherever we come upon them, and just breathe a little bit of sunshine to their life Mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, to let them know that there is light mm-hmm. in this world, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you know, and and hopefully, over time, perhaps uh, open up, yeah. you know, and, and let them know that uh, this is a person they can come to mm-hmm. when they uh, are looking for answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good one in our society today. There's, uh, you know, just anxiety, depression is just through the roof. So just having eyes to see those people. Right. I think uh, that's kind of like a simple, kind of weird one maybe. Um, Just, I want to share this with my brother. You know, he he has an incredible gift for people, and uh, he has been, um, I don't know, just exploring his faith more, deepening his faith. And he's just one of those guys that, um, and he's a magnet, you know, and uh, whatever he's interested in, other people are interested in. And so I think if I were to, <laughs> if I say, I, if, if he were to catch kind of the, this vision um, for his life, I think it would be um, a real kingdom mover and shaker, if yeah. I can use that language. So I, I'm really, I'd like to um, just share with him more than and anything. And if it's appropriate, you can tell him I agree with that. Okay. I, yeah. I see that too. I confirm that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and let's try to remember to point people to Jesus first, not mm. point them to the Bible first, mm. and don't yeah. point them to the church first, and don't point them to our doctrine first. Mm-hmm. Point them to Jesus first. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the one that... Uh, yeah. Uh, makes all the difference in their lives. Yeah, pointing to the Son, pointing to the Father, just like we read tonight. Well, thank you all so much for being here. Uh, we'll be praying about those things. Really glad that you all came tonight, and I look forward to next week. So all right. thank you all so much. Thank Thanks you for, for inviting, inviting us into your home. <laughs> yeah. you all can cook next week. Okay. All right, I'm going to wrap it up here. I hope you got some good out of that. And... Um, Rod's going to lead us in a song in just a second. I'll tell you, I want to thank you, Michael and Jeannie. Thank you, Cade. I want to wrap up with a thought. 
that uh, Jeannie, when she was, and, it, and this inspired me, she was going through her uh, I will and what, what I will do. And I want to I tell you this story. It's a testimony because you, you never know that the simple thing you do can make an eternal difference. I'm always mindful of my friend Tracy in Texas, and uh, I do believe that Tracy's making disciples even now, what she's doing. She was the um, head server at Cafe Laredo in Lake Jackson, Texas, and she came to um, my office one day, the first time I met her, and she said, listen, she said, every server hates Sunday. I said, really, why is that? And she said, because church people are some of the worst customers ever. I don't know what it is. She said, I I don't know what it is about that. Maybe they've gone through this long sermon that's worn them out, and they're just grouchy, and they get there, and they don't get what they want. And I thought, oh, boy. And she goes, and and the other thing I want to tell you is some of your people have been coming to our restaurant. And I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to get real good. I was getting ready for it. She said, they are different. She said, they have asked me about my life, about how I'm doing. They care about me, and they took an interest in me. And some of them began telling me about Jesus, just how they knew Jesus. They weren't, you know, preaching a formula at her. They were talking about who they were and where they came from and what they were doing. And she goes, I want what they have. Now, the only reason that Tracy, and boy, and, and we baptized her, and uh, she, she has taught me a lot about how the gospel changes lives and I, I will forever be thankful for that and and she she learned she had a learning period where she had to learn what it meant to be a follower of Jesus because that wasn't you know uh, she, she had to learn all that but it's people it's it, I, I had no role in that other than to affirm what other people had said you can teach people that Kate and I can never reach um and um and I, I'm seeing that. And so I want you, the moment that you start to doubt and say, oh, I could never teach someone the gospel, or I could never share the Bible with someone, I want you to just turn and say, get behind me, Satan, because that is the word of the devil. The one with authority has invested this in all of us. So be encouraged. Rod, let's uh, have a song. If you need to partake of communion, it's served. And then um, let's just let this song be our dismissal and send us out after this, okay? There.